Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey there, guys. How are you? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Thank you so much for being here. You know I love finding people on this planet that will come on here and talk about real-life topics to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Today, I found Betsy Wurzel, and she is on a mission, and her vision is to help others. And she's the creator and the founder of Kick. Alzheimer's ass movement and the host of chatting with Betsy. She is passionate about what she is doing. And she has that, um, her, her show is on a radio talk show, right? It's called passionate world. Is that right? Passionate talk radio. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah there you go. So I'm really <laughs> excited to have her here. Betsy, thank you for coming. How are you today? Oh, thank you, Nina, for having me. I feel honored. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I mean, I hate the snow, I have to tell you, but, <laughs> yes. but it's here, so it is what it is. Um, so Betsy, let's talk a little bit about you because um I know you're on a mission to kick Alzheimer's ass. So uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Like what has gotten you into this journey to make people aware of, of Alzheimer's? Sure. Uh, probably get emotional. Um show you a picture of my husband, late husband. Can you see that? There he is. Oh, yeah. That was my husband, Matt, who was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's at the age of 56, 12 years ago. And he died January 1st, 2020. Hmm. It was because of how we were treated, Nina, in the medical community, why I went into my car to raise awareness and to Hmm. dispel the myth that surround Alzheimer's, anyone could get a dementia at any time in their life. It is not an old person's disease. It is not a normal part of aging. 
And the doctors kept telling us, Matt is too young for Alzheimer's. He wasn't too young. The information just wasn't there 12 years ago. Mm. And I had a fight for Matt for diagnosis until the end of his life to get dignity and the proper help at the wow. end of his life. For, wow. So it's been quite a journey, which, excuse me, changed my life forever. Right. And so what you're saying is that when, when he, when you first started noticing that there was, there was some, you know, uh, differences in him, um, you got, was he, was he not diagnosed right away? Is that what happened? And that's why you were, you were on this journey? Uh, what happened was it's really weird. I mean, I noticed things at home. I didn't know that things were going on at work. I used to say mm. to Matt, how are you functioning at work? He didn't answer me. And because the HIPAA laws, they're not allowed to tell me everything. So his co-worker went out on a limb and told me just a little bit. I took Matt to a neurologist. He had tests. They were abnormal. Uh, the company doctor, who I don't know whether she saw Matt in person or not, suspected dementia. I was the first person to sit in on a disability hearing. Matt's company was very good to him. They put him out on first on short-term disability. I sat in on the meeting and I was just floored by what I heard. Mm -hmm. Floored. So I had documentation from the company doctor. Okay. I had told Matt's primary doctor in 2009, Matt just happened to have to go to the hospital about Matt's having memory issues and the doctor blew me off. Just yeah. blew me off. Oh, no, he, he can't have that. Yeah, he did. Right. Right. Especially if you already had documentation from his job. So it's obviously it wasn't just a memory issue. This was becoming more than that. Right. Because right. I think all of us may forget our keys here and there. That's different than what you are experiencing if this is affecting his home life, his work life, right? And unfortunately, I think that happens more than we'd like to admit, where people just don't take you so seriously at first, right? So um, how was Matt feeling about this at the time? Because I'm sure this was a little scary for him. He was uh, depressed. So they treated yeah. him diagnosed with depression. Mm. Of course he was depressed. Who wouldn't be if you can't do your job and you don't know where things are and you can't right. function. Uh, right. I would be depressed too. And right. it goes hand in hand, but to be blown off and this makes my blood boil 12 years later, Nina, I wish I knew 12 years ago what I know now mm. when Matt was tested by a neuropsychologist, she accused Matt of not being compliant and she said wow. he can't possibly be that bad. Yes, he could be possibly be that bad. And he was. Yeah, it's kind of surprising to me that they would say that knowing that anything can happen to anyone at any age. Right. I think it's just uh, this this mentality like uh, that, you know, and I, I think what you're doing, Betsy, is very important because I think a lot of us don't realize that we can fight for our own health. We can mm -hmm. we can push back on on opinions and push back on doctors when they say something. We don't have to just take it for what it is and that's it. 
You know, sometimes you have to be your best advocate. You have to fight for yourself. And that's what yeah. you're going through, right? I mean, that's what you've had to endure. So um, did he, did you, did you notice a deterioration quickly or was it, a, was it like slow at first or how, how did his um, disease yeah. progress? It was so weird. It was slow at first. Um, Matt has lived in our area his whole life, 56 mm -hmm. years, you know, when he was diagnosed. And they were adding uh, a left-hand lane to a road. Mm -hmm. Then that traveled on, right, his whole life. It confused him. I couldn't understand why it would confuse him. I said, Matt, why would it confuse you? It's right. just a left-hand lane. You, you go straight. He'd go all the way around Aww. to avoid it. Yeah. And I couldn't figure that out. Yeah, uh, I guess it was out of a pattern, right? Out of a pattern, <laughs> right? And then, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you know where Sandy Hook is, Nina? Sandy Hook, New Jersey. New, New, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, we used to go there every year and we went there. It was in 2009 and he got confused. Okay. You could blame it that there's construction going on. Um, so you kind of sometimes would say, yeah, you know, it's nothing to worry about. Right. But when you don't know where things are in your house um, or you don't know how to do your job, that gets kind of concerning. And they said, oh, Matt, you know, is depressed. So he was on antidepressants, which didn't help. Then one day Matt said to me, what time is Sunday school? Which he taught for over 20 years. And I said, Matt, are you serious? Because he was a jokester. Right. I said, what time is it on your watch? He said, I don't know. I said, so you don't know how to tell time? He, he couldn't tell time. I said, that's oh, it. Wow. That's my question. So wow. I went back to the neurologist and I said, Matt couldn't tell time. Don't tell me this is depression. I believe he has Alzheimer's. It ran in his family. Call it what it is. Put him on the medication. And Nina, I, I'm a very strong for being an advocate. You have to know your loved one's condition. You must educate yourself. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Right. You have to be educated. Right. And but you weren't educated in this prior, right? Were you? Not that much. Matt's uh, mom had Alzheimer's, and I was a licensed practical nurse, and I never okay. heard of the word Alzheimer's. So I said she took me to Alzheimer's school. That was in '99. She started, and. I had to find out on my own, but back mm -hmm. then there wasn't the information that there is today. Even right. 12 years ago, there wasn't the information that there is today. There's plenty of information out there now. Mm -hmm. Thank mm -hmm. God. Yeah. Thank goodness. So what are you doing right now? Because I know that uh, you started a kick Alzheimer's ass movement, right? So I want right. to know, you know, wh what was the, what was the moment that you decided, okay, I need to do something here you know, I need to do something. What, when did, what happened there? Well, I was in a very deep, dark rabbit hole. And I said, either Alzheimer's is going to kick my butt or I'm going to kick its butt. And I right. decided to fight right. back. I'm not going to let this disease destroy me. Right. <laughs> emotional. Um, and so a year later, well, I started hashtagging kick Alzheimer's ass movement or kick Alzheimer's ass. And I met my friend, Lori Lepore, 
whose sister was dying at the time in 2018, she said, Betsy, you have to start this movement. Let me help you. Mm. And so we started. I was going to wait till after Matt died. And I'm glad I didn't. And a life coach told me, Betsy, this is your passion. You need to start it. And then I never thought of myself as a leader. Right. But I was. And I decided to start a support group because nobody should ever have to walk this journey alone Yeah. during their yeah. journey or after. I had no support for 14 years. Right. None. Right. Right. And so was it something that happened with the doctors or, you know, with Matt's deterioration? Uh, is that what made you say, okay, I can't, I can't do this because I'm not getting help. You know, what was that? What was that moment that happened to you? Like, was the doctor telling you, you're still denying it or what was happening there? Uh, no, I, I accepted it was the doctors that were denying it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> um, that's kind of crazy to me, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I took Mac to different doctors. One doctor told me to go to Columbia Presbyterian in New York City. Um, he said there's no way he could have Alzheimer's. He's too young. And this is what we, we heard. And it's not true. You can have it young. But the information 12 years ago, doctors weren't knowledgeable. Now they are. Right. And now they're starting to care about the caregiver. Right. Finally. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, it's it's um, wonderful that you mentioned the caregiver, which you which you are. And, um, you know, caregiving, it, it, nobody thinks about the caregiver. They only think about the patient. You know, I, at least that's what I've now I think people are bringing more awareness to it. And especially during the covid situation, because more people were home now caregiving, you know, for their uh, either a child with disabilities or an elderly parent or somebody who was ill. And, um, you know, I have a, a cousin right now who's caregiving for her mother who has Alzheimer's as well. And she's drained and she's tired and she's fatigued. And she's like, I, mm -hmm. I don't know how much more of this I can do. It's very difficult, right, Betsy? Yes, it's very, very difficult. And finally, caregivers are getting uh, noticed yeah. Nina and it's it's a battle I felt like I was John the Baptist crying in the wilderness right. I talked about isolation and abandonment of caregivers long yeah. before COVID I've always been ahead of my time right. long before COVID and now right. the world got a taste of isolation and abandonment and they don't like it well neither right. does the caregivers and their friends and family abandon them because they can't handle seeing somebody like that right. well that's the way it is. And if right. you love someone, you will see them. Yeah. And I, I think it's also the the fact that because you're a caregiver, you are really responsible for that person you are caring for 24 hours a day. And um, most people don't know how to contact you or get you're not contact you, but how to how to deal with that situation, right? So most people, I think that's why they they kind of like, okay, Betsy's just taking care of Matt, so we'll just leave them be, you know. But what what is needed, Betsy, is support for, like you said, support for the caregiver because they they're hurting too. Yes, the patient is hurting and going through something, but the 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 person caring is also hurting, right? And caregiving is. I don't know. I have a, a really big spot in my heart for caregivers because I know uh, the weight of that. Let me tell you, I, I did that for my grandmother for very little, very little, just a day here, a day there when my aunt needed a break because she was taking care of my grandmother who had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and also had a really bad dementia. 
And um, and there would just be like one or twice or something that my aunt would say, can you watch her? I'm like, sure. It was a lot of work, Betsy, for one day, you know? And I'm like, wow, my aunt does this every day, you know? And it, it, it's not until you're in that situation that you start to realize this is work. This is a lot of work, right? So when mm -hmm. you started doing the kick Alzheimer's ass uh, movement, you said Matt was still here. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Did he know that yeah. you were doing it? Did he know? No. Uh, yeah. Matt's, Matt has, I'm so glad Matt kept the sense of humor uh, throughout his uh, journey. I started with um, Passionate World Talk Radio in 2018. And when I would do the, I started talking on Jeannie White's show. And as soon as I would start, I'd say, Matt, you're going to, you know, be, be good. You're going to behave. Oh, yeah. Soon as Jeannie would hit record, he would start yelling. Stop talking about me. Stop talking about me. And then after I was done, he'd go, he'd call me Booby. You know, Booby, I'm proud of you. You're doing a Aww. good thing. <laughs> Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. Did you did you get to um or did you have to like care for him all the way till the end or did you put him in a home to help you or how did you handle that? Uh my son and I, my son Josh and I were a tag team. We took care of him um until Matt had to go up to the hospital hospice unit, mm -hmm. which was his last week and a half of life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because that, that's tough too, right? Making that decision. I'm, I'm sure that now that you're helping a lot of people, you know, making that decision of, you know, what is the best thing for you? Should you put them in a in a, a nursing home or something that can care for them? Or do you take care of them full time? And I think every situation is different, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes yeah. you don't have that tag team partner or you don't have the, uh, the strength or ability to do it. And I, I say that on purpose because I've spoken to a lot of caregivers that feel extremely guilty, Betsy, extremely guilty, mm -hmm. you know, when both ways, either they, they wanted to take care of them, but couldn't cause they didn't have, you know, the money or the, or the, 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 uh, ability to, because they have to work themselves. Um, or they felt, you know, guilty that, you know, they had to put them in a nursing home and somebody else has to take it. Like th there's this, like, there's this, you know, emotional thing that mm -hmm. happens because it's your loved one, right? And you're watching yeah. somebody who used to joke with you and laugh with you and have all these experiences with you become, com you know, become completely different and you have to care for them. And it's a very difficult spot to be in. So what's happening right now with you, Betsy, and this movement? What's what's going on? Well, I have a, the support group. Everyone's welcome to join. Uh, you don't have to be a caregiver. You can just come and be educated. It's a hashtag kick Alzheimer's ass movement on Facebook. Oh, nice. And my uh, podcast, Chatting with Betsy, is my way of paying it forward mm -hmm. to provide resources for people, which, which I wish I knew when Matt was alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, chatting with Betsy is with, with guests. What, it, what yeah. is that platform? Okay. And what do you yeah. guys talk about? Just uh, any kind of caregiving or um, specifically for Alzheimer's? Um, no, actually, I have a, like, call a variety show. I okay. have um, interviewed, I started out with caregivers and branched out into uh, talking to people, various authors on different topics. Mm. So I have um, uh, branched out. <laughs> which I can't believe <laughs> 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 my, I had to thank Lillian Caldwell, CEO of Passion World Talk Radio. She would send me press releases 
and it got me out of my comfort zone, Nina. <laughs> Thank you, That's Lillian. That's wonderful. That's <laughs> wonderful. So, um, you know, before we wrap up, I, I want to see if there is um, some word of encouragement or something that you can tell a, a caregiver right now going through what you've been through. Um, so is there is there something that you like to pour into people when you're doing these groups? What is it that you would want to tell somebody who's going through something? Because I, I know quite a few of them and I know they listen to the show. So what would you like to say? I would like to say, be an advocate. Educate yourself. Read about it. I know living with it and reading about it is two different things. Knowledge is power. Go by your gut instinct. Mm -hmm. If you do not agree with the doctor, tell them and go to another doctor. Do your research when it comes to hospice. Hire somebody to, if you could afford it, to help you navigate that system. Mm. And just go with your gut feeling and enjoy your loved one. Um, I can't say that enough. Don't worry how you're going to handle this stage or that stage. Just enjoy mm. each day with them and love up on them. Oh, man, that's some good advice. And I think that's, uh, you know, something that, you know, a lot of these caregivers need to hear. They can be their own advocate. They can actually ask questions. They can not agree with a doctor. It is okay to do that. And I think what happens is because you don't always know the disease and you don't always know what's happening, you're going to take the experts, you know, word for it, even when it doesn't feel right. You know, so that was a very powerful thing to tell them. They have permission to do so. Right. That's great. Oh, yeah. That's great. I argued. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you look like a fighter, Betsy. <laughs> I am. I'm, a, I'm a spitfire. Um, I, yeah. I unfortunately had a hospice from hell experience and um, they thought they were dealing with the meek, quiet housewife. And they soon found out who they were dealing with. You don't want to cross me when it comes right. to my <laughs> Right. And and you're also, like you said in the beginning, you said you were an LPN, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you knew, you knew the system and you know better. So I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that you decided to help other people and do something with what you've gone through, because that is how we impact the world, Betsy, right? One person at a time. Mm -hmm. And you're probably really realizing that in all of your platforms, if you touch one person, you'll probably go home like, yeah, okay, good. I did good today. Right. Makes you feel yes. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very humbling. Mm -hmm. uh, Nina, I feel very blessed. When I went into my car to do videos, I never thought anybody would listen. Right. And the responses was like, Betsy, you're saying what we're what we're thinking, but mm -hmm. we won't say it. And for someone to tell me, you know, uh, you're my hero or you helped me, just I I F a clipped. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it's just overwhelmed me with emotion. Yeah, I bet it does. I, I, I know that feeling and I, you know, I'm really happy that you did that. And I also wanted to point out that you did it in your car with your phone, right? <laughs> People always think that they have to do like this big thing and have all this setup, and you don't. If you're going to talk about something that you're really passionate about and something where you want to pour into somebody else's life, people don't care that you have the best microphone and the best camera. They care about what you're saying and how authentic that is to them, right? Did you find that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was, um, I always wanted someone to 
had me on their radio for an interview. Mm-hmm. And Jeannie White saw one of my videos on Facebook. And that's how we connected. And I was on her show. Then she asked me to speak weekly on her show, which I was never thought, you know, that would happen. And then she mm-hmm. gave me my own show like uh, 14 months later, which wow. I never, never pictured. Um, I didn't know how to interview people. <laughs> right. <laughs> Isn't it fun? What a journey. I'm so proud of you, Betsy. I'm proud of what you're doing. So, um, all right. So before I let you go, I just want to make sure we got the right info. So just give us everywhere that people can, you know, follow your movement, follow you and stuff like that, because I know I have caregivers that are going to want that information. So go ahead and drop to me everywhere we can like support you and find what you're doing. Sure. Uh, Facebook, Hashtag kick Alzheimer's ass movement. You can follow me on my Facebook page, Betsy Wurzel, W-U-R-Z-E-L. Chatting with Betsy is on your favorite podcast outlet, Spotify, Spreaker, Amazon Music, wherever you hear your favorite podcast, mm-hmm. I'm there. And it's free to subscribe. Okay, great. So, but so your main platform is um, Facebook. That's mainly where you hang out and that in the podcast. Okay. Right. And what about the radio, the radio show? Do you still do that? Oh, yeah, I do okay. that. And, um, okay, where do they find that? Um, uh, wherever they hear their favorite podcast, Spotify, oh, okay. Spreaker, Apple. Oh, okay, so it's part of the podcast. Okay, got it, got it. Right. I thought it was a different station thing. Okay, great. Wow, you're doing things. You're doing things, <laughs> Betsy. You're not, <laughs> you're not, you're not playing any games. But I'm, I'm really grateful that you came on here to talk about this. Um, and I'm really grateful that you're doing something about it because that's to me, that is everything. That's why I have people on here because it's one thing to go through something. It's another thing to use that to impact somebody else. And that's what I love. So thank you, Betsy. I appreciate you. I really do. Oh, thank you. Appreciate you, Nina. I have to say this, folks. You can survive caregiving yeah. and you can thrive. I did it. You can right. do it. Contact yeah. me if you need help. That's awesome. Ah, and I'm going to end it right there because that was a beautiful thing. And you right, you can survive this. And Betsy's here to help you along. So if you really want to contact her and, and like really communicate, go ahead and go on to the hashtag kick Alzheimer's as movement on Facebook and go ahead and be part of that group and reach out to her. I'm sure that you can message her from there and the whole thing. So this would be a fantastic way for you, especially the caregivers to find a support system out there to know that you are not alone in this. You are not alone in this. So thank you guys so much for being here and watching. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk. No sugar added. Until next time. This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. 
by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.